It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. David charging down the ice. He's got a step. He's in. Backhand. Score. A beauty. And One year, one and a half year here. Uh, get me more confidence. For sure, I'm stronger and faster. And I feel like I'm growing up for person and player a lot. Feels like I'm like ready to get the new step for the NHL. Now McDavid across the drive scores 100 points for Leon. Uh, we can learn from what we went through and everyone's pissed off about it. I think that's the best way to describe it but there's a taste in everyone's mouth that's very um you know that no one like we need to find a way to to not have that taste and, and we've had it four out of five years here so we know we need to be better Hello and welcome to the Locked On Oilers podcast, a special Saturday edition as uh, the Edmonton Oilers get set to take on the Calgary Flames once again. I'm your host, Hernan Salas from TSN 1260. You can connect with me on Twitter at Hernan the Man and at Locked On Oilers. Oilers coming off a 2-1 win last night in Calgary and uh, they will do it again tonight, 8 o'clock puck drop from Rogers plays and to help me set up this game and, and do a quick recap on last night's game is Tom Gazzola, the host of the pre and post game shows on TSN 1260 and co-hosts on the oil stream podcast. Tommy, my friend, uh, how's this beautiful Saturday going so far? Oh, straight up thug life. Keeping it gangster all up in this and all of those good things, my friend. Uh, it's it. going good. I'm watching this outdoor game at Lake Tahoe. Unbelievable scenery. And I'll tell you what, it is it is fantastic. And I can already see that they're having trouble with the ice and, and on the lines in particular because the lines and the paint or whatever, if they use an inlay that they roll out, to, to make up the, the stuff on the ice, uh, it absorbs the sunshine and it creates big time problems in the ice. And there's huge gouges in the ice because that, that sunlight gets absorbed by the, the colors yeah. uh, of the paint. And I remember covering a couple of outdoor games. One was in uh, Sacramento and it was a Bakersfield Condors game. And then the other was in Bakersfield the next year. And the one in Sacramento had to get postponed. It was at a ballpark, a AAA ballpark. And there was sun coming in and it was melting the ice on the lines and wherever there was paint. And I could see the ice crews working on it. Now we've seen a ref fall. We've seen players fall. Basically, it just turns ice into slush like immediately. So it, it's picturesque. It's beautiful. But the technology in terms of the ice and then the paint uh, and then the mix of the sun, it creates absolute havoc. And I kind of I'm getting a, a kick out of enjoying watching these two teams play in the elements like this. There's no there's no stadium lighting, Nanso. 
Yeah. Uh, you've got a lake literally like a hundred feet away. I think if, if a puck gets a right ricochet, we might see some pucks either today or on Sunday flying into the lake, which would be amazing. Cause there's people on like sedus and paddle boards and kayaks, like waiting for a puck. It, it's so cool to see. And I kind of don't mind when you take the players out of their elements of, of a, an arena or even an outdoor stadium and you put them into a golf course <laughs> with a lake behind it and it's warm and it's on the Nevada, California border. It's so cool to see. Yeah. It looks great. The scenes are absolutely like breathtaking and those Colorado jerseys, my God, those are the best uh, reverse retros we've seen so far. Uh, quickly on last night's game, we worked on the post game show together. Tom, it was very positive. A lot of people happy. Uh, you had the few that were like, well, it's too boring and all that, but the Oilers playing a, a style of hockey that we were not used to here in, in Edmonton, but it's, it's, it's giving them two points. And uh, I think that's, what's important. But what did you take away from last night's two one win? Well, it just, kind of shows you like you said that they're able to play defensive hockey and button it down they did it for the third period they basically bled the score clock and and the time on on the game clock because it felt like there were hardly any whistles it felt like there was nothing really happening uh they minimized scoring chances against they didn't really try to create many scoring chances for they they played a responsible boring hockey game and that's coming off the heels of a Wednesday 3-2 victory against the Jets where they basically did the same thing where they held on they had a two goal lead I know but they ended up holding on for a 3-2 victory and it just kind of starting to build that affirmation that this team's able to win games in different different uh, styles of game And I think that's a good sign if you're an Oilers fan. Yes, I know we got those texts that came in where people complained, oh my God, it was so boring. Guess what? The team you cheer for won. And now they're like a top five team points-wise in the NHL. I know that they've played a lot more games than some teams have. But Nanso, that's a good sign. And and they also padded the the lead uh, when it comes to them and the Flames and even the Canucks to a certain extent. And we'll see if they can add two more points to it tonight. And I know Calgary's feeling the, the pressure and the burn of, of struggling three losses in its last four for the flames. Uh, we'll see if the Oilers can keep riding high here. Tommy, you heard um, Kachuk speak today and saying he's putting a lot of the pressure on himself. He needs to be better and all that. I don't know how much you've watched of Calgary, but what do you, if you can pinpoint one thing, uh, again, I don't know how much you've watched this team, but uh, what's going wrong with the Calgary Flames? Well, I've watched a bunch, obviously, when they're on every second night and yeah. you're just waiting for them to play against the Oilers. They, they, their top guns have been pretty good. You know, Goudreau's had a good season. Lindholm has been good at times. Uh, Kachak has been okay. And I, I think just the comments themselves, that's him trying to deflect and, and take away the heat from the rest of the team and, and put the bullseye squarely on him. And that's, that's a wily veteran move. I know he's only been in the league for four or five years, but that's, mm-hmm. that'll get people talking and it'll take away from the other uh, conversations. You know, the Sam Bennett getting benched in the third period. He was a non-factor, minus two. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau made one great play, but other than that, kind of a quiet night for him. Uh, there was no Monaghan last night. So, and the other guys that the Flames rely on to get them goals were generally quiet last night. This, this Flames team at times has looked really good. And then at other times, it just, it seems like 
they're either starting the game late or they're waiting to get yeah. their leg going. It just, it, it's, it's weird. It almost goes back to what something Dave Tippett had been harping on a little bit is, you know, you didn't get a, a true training camp. You're thrown right into the mix. Some guys were dealing with COVID. I don't know how many flames are dealing with COVID, but everything's kind of out of sorts. And then all of a sudden you're into the regular season and it takes time to adjust. And it feels like maybe the flames haven't really found that rhythm or hit their stride yet. And so, and to a certain extent, it's kind of like what we saw with the Oilers early on where win one, lose one, win one, lose one, yeah. lose two, win one. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe Calgary's still kind of caught in that type of, of rut, if you will, or, or, or pattern. And, um, I know that they'll probably look at tonight as another chance to, to prop themselves out of it, just like they did two Saturdays ago when they beat the Oilers 6-4. The Oilers come into this, and it's, uh, I mean, if you look at the numbers, uh, the Edmonton Oilers 6-1 uh, and one this this year uh, in back-to-back game sets. They're 3-0 and in the second game of back-to-back, so that's an, uh, a big positive for the Edmonton Oilers. And Tyson Berry uh, now leads the Oilers in scoring uh, for defensive with 15. He's scored in nine of his last 11 games. Oilers have won eight of their last 10, Tommy. Uh, we we saw the news today that there's they're dealing with some injuries. There might be some lineup changes. Dave Tippett said he'd like to stick with the same line, but doesn't think that's possible. And we all know it's been confirmed. Miko Koskinen is getting the net tonight. Tommy, when you look at this team, if there's a few lineup changes, I think all eyes will be on the big fin here to see uh, what kind of game he can give the Edmonton Oilers. Well, he scored a nice goal last night. That's for sure. He continues to play well, uh, chipping in defensively, hard on the back check. He's flying out there. And I think it's just been arrow up for Yesse Pugliarvi. You know, you find out that he's got a puppy. He's got his girlfriend here. Edmonton <laughs> yeah. feels like home. And all of a sudden it's all, all these good things. And uh, the thing that matters most is that a lot of the good things are happening in games on the ice. So uh, yeah, this is a good situation. The Oilers have a lot going for them. And, and here's the other thing, you know, it took three years for them to win a game when McDavid or Dreisaitl didn't get a yeah. point. And they've done it twice in a week here. Ah. Like, what the hell's going on? That's that's another small little indicator to tell you that maybe they're rounding into form. And, yeah. and tonight will be another test. And if they could pull it off tonight, then, you know, uh, just another little check mark uh, that you add to the, the list of, of things that the Oilers are able to accomplish this season. And it gives you that added confidence in them as they go forward because they're going to be hitting the road for a little while. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's interesting to see how this season's ramping up and we'll see if one of these teams can maybe even catch Toronto. If it's Edmonton, if it's Montreal, who knows Edmonton's beaten Toronto twice. Um, it, it's going to be a dogfight, really Nanso. And I think that this is the start of the stretch drive. I truly feel like that is the case right now. Yeah. And it's, it's scary for Calgary because McDavid hasn't scored in six straight games. And you know, this guy's just about to go completely off and uh, hopefully that happens because he'd be, that would be outstanding. Now oh, just uh, a couple more for you here, Tommy, the other big fan, Amico Koskinen uh, back in net, as I mentioned, um, what's the confidence level for you on uh, Miko Koskinen? Uh, I won't lie to you. It's not very high. It never really is. <laughs> and to his credit, he he had a good start to the season when they had to lean heavily on him. He he gave them a chance. And now he's had time to rest, recuperate. You know, we saw him get into that game on Monday when Smith let four goals in on 11 shots. 
and, and Koskinen ends up getting the loss, but you know, the team wasn't particularly great. Yeah. It was a loose game. Uh, uh, he should be fine. I mean, he, sh- if the orders could play sound structurally and defensively like they did yesterday, it wasn't a particularly busy night for Mike Smith. Um, he didn't face a lot of 10 bell chances. The one that beat him was a great shot by Rasmus Anderson on a, a fantastic play by Johnny Gaudreau. So if, if Koskinen gets that help in front of him, like Mike Smith got last night and Koskinen is, uh, healthy uh and he's got plenty of energy and his mind is rested all of that then he should be just fine hernan i think i always put uh, you on the spot here uh prediction for tonight tommy i'll i'll say the oilers walk out with another win and i say four two with an empty netter it'll be a tight game uh yeah. but four two the oilers win tonight and uh on they go because this has been an important part of the season and and you know what they're gonna play the flames uh, four more times now in the next 25 days, which is ridiculous, and uh, bring it on, baby. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And we'll find out about lineup changes uh, in the warm-ups and uh, also the status of Sean Monaghan, who's a, a big loss for Calgary as well. And you know you're going to get uh, Jacob Marks from between the pipes, so it's going to be a much tougher game. Tommy, thank you so much for taking the time to join me this uh, Saturday afternoon. It's a beautiful day, um, and I'll probably see you at the rink uh, later on tonight. I cannot wait, my friend. Always a pleasure. All right. Once again, a big shout out to Tommy Zola for joining me here to do a quick podcast for you guys on this Saturday as we tee up Oilers in Calgary for the uh, second game of their back-to-back with Calgary coming off a 2-1 win. Some scores already in from the NHL as uh, earlier today was the Rangers defeating Washington 4-1. Alexis Lafreniere scored a pretty nice goal in that one. He's been struggling early on in his career, but you know, it's going to turn around quickly for him. And then Buffalo gets the win. They pick up a 3-2 win over the New Jersey Devils. They desperately needed that win. Um, Buffalo was uh, in turmoil here uh, this this week as um, they couldn't score and they couldn't win games. And uh, that game at Lake Tahoe, like uh, Tommy said, Colorado, it, uh, the game has been delayed. Um, I think it's ice issues as I'm recording this. I don't really know. I'm just kind of following along on Twitter, but uh, Samuel Girard has the Avs up one to nothing. Coming up later, it is uh, Florida in Detroit. That game is in about 45 minutes from now. Five o'clock starts. Islanders in Pittsburgh. Columbus is home to the Predators. The Leafs and Habs do battle for Montreal. San Jose is in St. Louis to face the Blues. Arizona takes on the LA Kings. Tampa Bay Lightning return to action as they take on the Carolina Hurricanes. The Ducks welcome in the Minnesota Wild. And uh, postponements, obviously the Dallas-Tampa game, Chicago Carolina, but Tampa is playing Carolina, so it all worked itself out there uh, in for the NHL uh, scheduling. And how about this one? The University of uh, Saskatchewan about uh, going to name Mike Babcock as their new head coach. Uh, this news breaking today. Um, they say they'll have an official announcement come early in the week, in the upcoming week. The Devils name Nico Heischer, the captain. So that's pretty cool, man. Good on the young man there, and uh, we'll see how he does it. Wearing the C on his uh, jersey, and the Anaheim Ducks plays forward Adam Enrique on waivers. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. I, I don't see him getting picked up. He still got uh, years left on that contract, so we'll wait and see what happens with Mr. Adam Enrique, but he lands on the waiver wire. Okay, guys, let's wrap this up, but before we do, let's get to who's 
sizzling for the Edmonton Oilers, then it has to be goaltender Mike Smith. 4-0 on the season. Save percentage is at 940. He was outstanding once again last He didn't have to make those killer saves, like those absolutely enormous ones, but he was solid throughout, even at 2-1. We've seen this before, and Calgary ties it up, and, and, and sometimes they take the lead on the Oilers, but Mike Smith was solid. I think he's rolling this season. We will see Koskinen in tonight, but Mike Smith gets my who's sizzling. Who's fizzling again? Hard to choose because I, I don't think anyone was really truly that bad last night, but I'll go with Cahoon. Uh, the power play penalty kills, I mean, that takes him out of the game because he doesn't play on either unit. But Dominic Cahoon, you need a little bit more. He was the only player under double digits for time on night. So Dominic Cahoon gets my who's fizzling. Game cliche, I'm pretty sure this one came from the Edmonton Oiler Room. But uh, yeah, here it is. I think it's huge. I think it's huge. Yeah, no doubt. That was a huge win for the Edmonton Oilers to jump three games over 500. As now they sit with a record of 11 and 8. And uh, that's a welcome sign for the Edmonton Oilers after starting the season three and six. How about Hernan's hot tip? Hernan's hot tip? Change nothing. Who cares if you're not entertained? As long as they're winning, uh, they played so well defensively. Outside of maybe the second half of the first period, they got a little sloppy, some bad giveaways in their own zone where Mike Smith had to make some solid saves, but change nothing. I mean, there might be some lineup changes due to injury, and you know there's a different goalie, but change nothing. They were hard. They were physical. Everybody was back checking active sticks, getting in the shooting lanes. So for me, Hernan's hot tip is change nothing. My prediction, I know Tommy said 4-2 with an empty netter. I'm saying 4-3 Oilers in overtime. That's how confident I am about this team. And keep in mind, Drysaddle, I know he had two goals against Winnipeg, but Drysaddle and McDade have been quiet. And uh, you know they're going to have a game here sooner rather than later, and hopefully it starts tonight. So I'm picking the Oilers 4-3 in overtime. Overtime, and I'm going to stick with my pick from yesterday for goals and points. McDavid, I think he gets three points, two goals, and one assist tonight. And the Oilers will be rolling. There'll be four games over 500. Let me know yours at Hernan the Man and at Locked On Oilers. All right, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed this Saturday special edition podcast as we get set for Edmonton, Calgary tonight at eight o'clock from Rogers Place. Let me know what your prediction is, who you think is going to lead the Oilers in points tonight. Also, let me know what your confidence level is on Miko Koskinen. He's been he's been good. He's been okay this season, but Mike Smith definitely uh, outplaying him right now, sitting at 4-0. and oh. And this just breaking. The Flyers and Bruins game in Lake Tahoe is being moved to 5 p.m. East, uh, 7 p.m., sorry, Eastern time. Tomorrow, 5 p.m. Mountain time. Uh, yeah, so this is... Uh, <laughs> the uh, the sun has a say in the matter regarding ice quality and uh, the goalies there, uh, they cannot see the uh, uh, with the sun in their eyes and all that. So, uh, yeah, the ice becoming a huge issue there in Lake Tahoe. So, Tomorrow's game pushed back to 5 o'clock Edmonton time. And uh, yeah, we'll wait and see what happens with this one. They still haven't returned to the ice for the second period, uh, Vegas and the Colorado Avalanche. So issues. It looks beautiful. But with that sun shining there and like Tom explained in the opening, uh, they're going to have uh, they're gonna have some uh, problems going forward here. So knock on wood, hopefully they can figure it out and get these games in for sure. All right, guys, once again, thank you so much for taking the time to join me here on the Locked On Orders podcast. Enjoy the game tonight. Go Oilers, go. For the Locked On Orders podcast, I'm Hernan Salas. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. We'll chat on Monday.
Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.